This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. It was like, Tom, you're going to that to me? And she was like, he's like, you were hitting him. Yeah, what, do you, what is he supposed to do? So now, I'm not getting beat up because you decided to hit Kenny. He's crazy. Probably about 10 minutes into the date, I realized that she was just here to get food. You have a very sensitive butt. I have an older butt, and when you get older, you can't have no 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 trails. <laughs> oh my mind. god, dude! Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin, aka KB Paper Stacks, aka Baldwin Escobar, aka Danger Zone, aka Vanilla Thriller, and aka MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So when you're a poor kid, you try to find any way you can to fit in. For me, I wanted to find a place where I could belong. I wanted to find a place that I wasn't always being reminded that mom and dad couldn't afford the latest cool clothes or the most badass shoes or that awesome toy that I just saw on cartoons and now I have to have. Like that one Voltron with the five lines that the asshole kid who lived one street over from me would play with in front of me, but he would never let me play with it because he was an asshole. I just wanted a place where I could go and forget for a while that we were broke as hell. I tried to get mom and dad to let me sign up for all kinds of stuff because of this. I joined 4-H in 5th grade because it was free, and I got really excited at the prospect of hanging out with farm animals and being outside and shit, and I thought, maybe this is going to be my golden ticket, my place where I can go. And then I started to realize as we were in the club for a little while that when these trips to the farm animals come up and we have to get on a school bus and ride out to where they are and get a permission slip signed and it costs money to go, mom and dad probably don't have any extra 4-H money in the budget. Not a big deal. I shifted my focus to sports. I mean, never mind the fact that I'm pretty unathletic overall. In my head, I thought I've got the size and the coaches can teach me anything else I need. But mom would just look at me and go, you know, we ain't got the money for you to be playing those sports, Shane. And besides, you're probably just going to get hurt. and We can't be taking you to the doctor all the time. Then I decided maybe it was Boy Scouts. But again, the Boy Scouts budget wasn't very big when it came to mom and dad's money. And dad wasn't exactly chomping at the bit to pack me up in a sleeping bag and start skinning fish and get bit by mosquitoes on the weekend. So that was a bust. I floated around for a long time until sixth grade when I finally found my place. I remember seeing the sheet that got handed out in music class that day that said, join the concert band today, pick your instrument and let's make music. I was so excited. I mean, my whole family are musicians from Mama and Papa who can sing and play piano. Uncle Danny was a drummer. My dad's a guitarist. My mom even sings. And as soon as I told mom and dad, they thought about it for just a second. And in the end, we headed to a pawn shop that was right across the street from the neighborhood where my dad would go to buy pot. We walked in and we started looking through all the different stuff. My dad starts looking at guitars, but I am focused on the drums. And I settled my focus on this Ludwig snare drum that was silver. I just stared at it and I thought about all the possibilities of everything I'm going to be able to do with this. I could still feel the rush of pride as I looked at it. And finally, I had somewhere I could belong. I was going to be in band. Yeah, I know what you're thinking, but in my head, I just wanted to be somewhere I felt like I was a part of something and not have to wonder if the lights were going to be on at the trailer when I got home just for a little bit. Now, I stayed in band from sixth grade all the way through high school, and concert band eventually gave way to marching band. Now, I have to tell you, there's no other way to tell the entire school that you're one of the cool kids than performing a synchronized marching routine in front of the entire home crowd at the football games. And with marching band, always came band camp. 
Now, for anybody listening who thinks that Bandcamp is a place where nerds just go to die, I got to tell you, you're partially right. I mean, it is Bandcamp, but you also could not be more mistaken. See, I can't get too deep into it because being in marching band is kind of like Fight Club. You truly don't discuss it outside of other band kids. The people who didn't march just won't understand. Some of the shit I've seen at band camps would blow your fucking mind. Like people hooking up with each other, getting busted on drugs, kids staying up all night, swapping stories and eating Pringles. And I'll give you a little hint. I'm in one of those stories, but I'm not saying which one. Marching band was its own little ecosystem and I was a part of it. And with any ecosystem like this, you eventually have relationships form. Kids are starting to smell that summer air while they're learning their marching routines and eventually they fall on that stupid teenage love that feels like it's the most important thing in the world for just that one summer. And if you're single when marching band starts, it could be the beginning of one of the most beautiful summer flings. So it was about two weeks to go before band camp started and I was imagining all the possibilities when I found myself at my friend David's pool in his trailer park. Me and a few of my friends are swimming around in the pool and this girl from the neighborhood named Denise is there and we're all just kind of swimming around and laughing and playing little pool games and enjoying the fact that we're out of school, the sun is shining, it's one of those really beautiful days when suddenly things take a turn. Denise goes from laughing to saying stuff to me like, so I hear you and what's your name broke up? Now, she probably said my girlfriend's name at the time, but I can't remember her name now, and me being a teenage boy, I was totally oblivious. So I just looked at her and said, yeah, it kind of sucked. And we go back to swimming and laughing and being teenagers, but she's not going to let it go, even though she knows I have no fucking clue what she's talking about. She pushes on and says, so what if somebody who had liked you for a while wanted to ask you out? What would you say if they did? And at this point, it's like that little light bulb goes off above my head. And we go from laughing and swimming to start flirting and a little flirting leads to a little making out in the pool. But I don't think anything about it. Again, I'm a 16 year old teenage boy and she didn't technically ask me out. So the next day I swing by David's again, swim trunks in hand and he says, so you and Denise, huh? And I'm like, nah, nah, man, we were just messing around. I don't think it was really anything. And he looks at me and says, that's not the way Denise sees it. Apparently, after I'd left the day before, she starts talking about how her and I are probably going to be a couple now, and she's telling everybody in the trailer park who will listen that maybe we have a future. Now, I'm still thinking about the fact that band camp starts in just a couple of weeks, and maybe I've got a summer fling waiting for me there, but I'm also thinking about Denise, but not in the way you're thinking. See, Denise's dad had an old Mustang that had a lawnmower engine in it. Seriously, it ran on a lawnmower engine. My family was pretty freaking redneck, but hers was way further, like a bridge beyond. And to be honest, she wasn't really somebody I would usually date, but she was sweet, and apparently she thought we had a future. So I'm thinking about all this when we go back to the pool, and of course Denise is there, like she's waiting for me, very stalkery, and she's immediately all over me, wanting to make out again and being all flirty, and I kind of forget about everything with band camp and her dad's lawnmower car, and I just start hanging out with her, and I start to think, you know, maybe Denise could be that summer fling, maybe it could be more. What if things were meant to be like this? And she looks at me as I'm thinking all this as we're making out, and she says, so do you think this could be more than us just hanging out in the pool? And at that moment, I heard her dad's lawnmower Mustang driving up in the neighborhood to the pool to pick her up. And seriously, it sounded like a John Deere mower with a car stereo. And it kind of snaps me out of it. And I come to my senses and I look at her while we're waiting in the chlorinated water. And I say, you know, band camp is in a couple of weeks and there's always the possibility that I'm going to get with somebody there. So I don't want to put you through that. Could we maybe put this on hold until after that, like maybe three or four weeks? Needless to say, we didn't end up living happily ever after. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. 
You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Pottern Family. Now, Pottern Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of thin air. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Pottern Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Bloody Betrayal and Works of Darkness podcast, the 10,000 Tacos podcast, and Be Who You Want to Be podcast. And this week on episode 173, we discuss dating, some of our worst dating experiences, and the times that you go out with somebody and you have no intention of ever seeing that person ever the fuck again then later on we discuss how i finally joined the streaming music trend and a whole lot more so check it out we'll be right back what are you gonna do today Napoleon? whatever i feel like i want to do can you stop being mean to me no okay stop being mean to me right now no so let me ask you a question have you ever had a date that went really well and then you just decided never to call the girl again. Yeah. And uh, well, I don't know if it was like just a weird coincidence or whatever, but the date went okay. And I just never really talked to her again. I don't know if it was just a mutual, neither person picked up the phone or we both wanted the other person to pick up the phone first. But that person's mutual friends with a lot of people I know on Facebook. <laughs> and like when, if she'll comment on like a, con- on a post, I'll, I'll not comment on that post. Because you don't want it to be weird, basically. You're trying to avoid things being weird. Have you ever had someone that you went out on a date with, like, where they were super into it afterwards and you totally weren't? And were like, yeah, you need to stop contacting me, please. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Those are good details, Kenny. (laughs) Thanks. This is really good radio. Sorry. You asked me to tell a story. You said yes or no. Any additional details about this? Uh, Were there any? You let me in weekly. You ever had this happen? Yes, I have. (laughs) <laughs> you should Kenny, Kenny, let me go ahead and just ask you. Do you think Are this you is not a, gonna comment on your your bad dates? Do you think this is a deposition or do you think I it's don't a podcast? No, because you brought up the first topic and you offered nothing in return. Well, because I'm interviewing you about it right now, sir. Well, I don't feel like this is supposed to be an interview show. You <laughs> were co-hosts, not fucking interviewees. I have had uh, a date where it was pretty obvious about ten minutes into the date. Uh it's a girl I met through uh AOL and shit like that, and it's probably about 10 minutes into the date, I realized that she was just here to get food. The, the AOL <laughs> days were fucking. It was dark days for ooh. dating, dude. It was before there was any oh, sort was of dating good, apps. There was bad. There was, it was a weird bag of, of weirdness. It was where catfishing originally came from. Cause you'd get a picture of a chick who was like 45 pounds and 15 years ago. Like I hooked up with a couple of girls while I was on the run using the computer over at David's house. <laughs> so while you're on the lamb, you're actually hooking up with girls. I had nothing else to do during the day. I couldn't go. I wasn't working. So you're just shit talking with girls yeah, on the internet. Making up like shit that. on the internet and trying to sound like some guy whose dick they'd want to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of the, the wild west when it came and to it, online dating. The, the surprising part was how often it worked. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was the Wild West. Like, nobody, everybody was like, oh, no, it couldn't be anybody, like, trying to catfish me because none of us knew what fucking catfishing was. We just assumed that whoever was over there, whatever they were saying was exactly what was really happening. Did you buy the girl food or did you dump her before Well, no, we went out. We got food. We went to a movie. And legit, at the end of it, she was like, all right, bye. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck happened? And the fucked up part was... 
legit, she went out with me for food, but she was also hanging out so she could get closer to another friend of ours whose name was Matt. He was a drummer for a band. And she knew Matt and was lit- legitimately went out with me so that she could go to a house party that was going on afterwards that Matt was going to be at. And a week later, he shows up and he's dating her. And I'm like, well, this is <laughs> fucked up, dude. What the fuck happened here? We'll start calling you Stepping Stone. Yeah. Well, Stepping Stone Shane. Yeah. Well, <laughs> friend zone and shit. So um, you've had the date where you where a girl was totally into it and you were like, no, I don't I don't ever want to talk to you again and shit like that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I did in high school. I had a couple of girls like that in high school, and yeah. girls get very clingy. Like I always say, the, the volume well, gets turned up on everything thing. in high school. It was, it was just one of those things where somebody tried to set me up. It was a girl from another high school, and like the date was a soccer game. I don't like That's soccer. That's a terrible fucking date, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. That's the worst well, date ever. Our friend Catherine, shut up, bitch, set me up with her. It was her friend. And like the girl was just. Catherine does not have good taste at no. all. Catherine's yeah. also the friend. If you guys want a, a, just a snapshot of our friend Catherine, Kenny was smoking cigarettes one time over at, at a house party we were all a part of, and Catherine grabbed him from Kenny, put him in the sink, and then turned the water on. Yes, I was super thrilled. And he was fucking furious with her at the time, because back then a pack of cigarettes was like, bitch, I can't buy cigarettes for another week. I ain't got no money. <laughs> but cigarettes were expensive. They were a luxury. And then another time we were at a party at uh, old Telvis and David's house. Right. And uh, she was dating a friend of ours from high school. It's a guy named Tom. Played, okay. Played saxophone. All right. Saxophone cool, Tom. He was a cool kid. He had glasses. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Well, I mean, he, he played saxophone. He obviously had to be cool. Ooh, well, there were some other cool saxophone players, too. <laughs> we won't go too far into that. But anyway. So, so we're over there, and, and she's, uh, I don't remember what I'm doing. I think I was saying goddamn, which was pissing her off because, you know, she. Yeah, because she was anal about that. Anal about everything. Anything that you could be anal about, she would be just for the fact that she could be anal. She wasn't religious. No, she was just one of those <laughs> friends that just found. She was. The, if she had a nickname back then, it would have been the outrage community Karen. because she was she was the outrage <laughs> she community. Is, she is what, what is currently called Karen. Yeah, she's on the internet. Yeah, she's the Karen. She's God damn it, Karen. So she kept hitting me in the arm every time I would say this. So eventually I got tired of it and I saw somebody had a saucer, a plate. Yeah. Or somebody had probably were doing cocaine off of it. But it was a dark time back then. We had regular people over, so we were cocaine out. <laughs> so the plate was available. So, <laughs> so I grabbed the plate, and she wasn't looking. She was just hitting me in the arm, kept hitting me in the arm without looking. So I just took the plate and put it on my arm. And said, God damn with again. With the little ridges, yeah, with the ridges pointing toward her. And said, God damn again. She went to hit me in the arm and punched the plate and hurt her hand. And she taught, and her boyfriend was right there. And she was like, Tom, you're going to do that to me. And she was like, he's like, you were hitting him. Yeah. What, are you, what is he supposed to do? So now, I'm not getting beat up because you decided to hit Kenny. He's crazy. So how was that a bad date though? How did that relate to that the date? had nothing to do with the date. You brought up a snapshot of Catherine. That was an experience I have with Catherine. Okay. So she tried to hook you up with a girl at a soccer game. And I'm guessing soccer was, game yeah, girl. She went to McEachern. So I drove out to McEachern and this girl, she was cute. But she just, I don't know. There was no chemistry There was no chemistry. There's nothing at all with her. And as soon as you start talking to her, you're like, I I don't like you. It's like talking to a wall. There's there's more than one time I went on more than one date. And in fact, I dated a couple of girls that were like, they they dated one girl just so you could get some free drums. I I didn't date her to get free drums, okay? She was the first girl I dated after a long-term relationship, and she wanted to buy me drums. I did not ask her for drums. Uh She wanted to buy them for me, so she did. And whether they were cursed, 
Whether they were cur- there, I'm just not a scumbag asshole. Who was the one who was banging the girl's um- scumbag Shane? No, who was the guy who was banging the uh, the niece or whatever of the fucking girl he was living with while he was living there? Was that Shane? No, I think that was scumbag Kenny. I was pleasing two women at once. You weren't pleasing two women at once. You were going behind the woman's back. No, we were already broke up. We were broke up. You were going behind. We were on a break. Look, Ross, you weren't on a break. No, you we were, were living up. in her house. I was living in her house until my apartment was ready, which was moving into Ray's. Ray That's was taking not, forever to get the room ready. That's not a good excuse to bang someone else while you're still living oh, in her house, sir. Cry me a fucking river. That's just not a good excuse. Well, I've had a couple of different experiences where it was like I regret um, nothing. <laughs> Where it was like, you know what? Um, I like as soon as I met the girl, it was like, this is never, ever, ever going to work out. And more than once, it just didn't take. Like you would tell a girl that you didn't want to be with her or you didn't want to talk to her anymore, and she'd still call for like a week. And as guys, it's always kind of shitty because when you stop taking the phone calls and stuff like that, suddenly you're the asshole, and you're like, but I told you I didn't want to date you. Right. Well, there's a Phoenix woman who's facing numerous charges after she oh, allegedly. Oh, I saw this crazy bitch. Yep. After she allegedly sent 65,000 text messages. Dude, did you see the interview? Yeah. Oh, she's out there. Oh, yeah. She's way out there. She starts talking about black holes and shit, about why she's in love with it. And she, like, not using it as a metaphor. <laughs> no, Jacqueline uh, Aids or Adis or whatever her name is on May, or May 8th was charged with her threatening, stalking, harassment, and failure to appear in court. Apparently, she even forgot to show up for court because she's so in love with this guy. She says, I felt like I met my soulmate, and I thought we would just do what everybody else did, and we'd get married, and everything would be fine. One date. Yeah, one date. Met this guy on a website uh, like Luxie or whatever. It's an online dating site for verified millionaires. So she was like, dude, I'm about to cash in with this motherfucker. So I'm willing to bet what happened was she went home that night, had a couple glasses of wine. We're like, dude, I'm about to fucking marry this dude. We're going to be riding in helicopters and shit. We're going to be going to Imagination Land. It's going to be fucking great. And this dude apparently had no idea that this was going on. So she sends him a couple text messages. And those couple text messages become 10,000 text messages. At one point, I do believe she's told him she wanted to wear his skin. Um, some of the, the, the greatest hits were, I hope you die, you rotten, filthy Jew. I'm like, <laughs> wow. the, I'm like the new Hitler. The man was a genius. Wow. Oh, what I would do with your blood. I want to bathe in it. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you. I've been on some bad dates. When they arrested her, she had a butcher knife in her, in her car. I've been on some really bad dates. Um, I've, I've been on dates that made me want to punch a wall. I've been on dates that made me want to grab, you know, a puppy up and just like shake it, not kick it or anything like that. But I've been on dates that were really fucking bad. You better bad. watch it with your animal abuse history. I'm not, I'm not animal abusing. I've never been on a date that inspired me to immediately the next day send 500 text messages to the person. And obviously I dated back before text messages were a thing, but how the fuck do you have time to send 500 text messages to anyone? Dude, I don't know. That's a lot of finger typing. That's 500 messages a day last year. But she was trying to, she, she honestly like was sending this guy messages every single day. He's blocked her number. So he's not getting the messages and shit like that, but she's still sending them and shit like that. Well, last month she apparently broke into his house and was taking a bath in his bathtub. Police say she also showed up at his work pretending to be his wife. This is one of those fucking nine and a half weeks sort of things. Dude, she's going to kill him. Exactly, dude. This is going to be one of those fucking, and then the man showed up at his house and she was there with a knife. Dude, she's going to boil his rabbit. Dude, it's one of those fucking, her overarching thing when they asked her, why did you send so many text messages? Why did you do all this shit? She said, love and is excess- love is an excessive thing. 
And I'm like, no, you're just a fucking crazy That's pants. what she started talking about, the speed of light and all this other crazy shit. And black shit. holes and, and how this was holes. her soulmate and she was going to fucking like, live with this guy how forever. How you could go and... over 100%, like 150 <laughs> and it's still a legit statement, which it's not. <laughs> Shut up, dude. 100, 150% is a perfect certainty, okay? Shut your mouth. God damn it. No, it's not. A perfect certainty would be 100 <laughs> No, 150 means that no, you're giving an extra. You're no, going. That, people say that, but it's stupid. Dude, it's I'm just a, like what they say, apples to oranges. Why can't you just grab fruit? I'm a habitual line stepper, sir, and I'm going I above 100. That, and you can't go over 100. I'm going. I'm going to 100 percent is the speed of light. You can't do it. This is not Star Wars. I'm giving time and a half. Nope. Okay, I'm giving effort and a half. You can't do 150 percent. Oh, it's I can't, real. sir. You can't because you can't give the that much effort. The laws of physics and our universe don't allow for it. I'm sorry. I have made But it still laws. doesn't make it okay to send 500 text messages to anybody. How That's do you weird. have time to go to work? Okay. One of the, when a girl and I that I was dating, um, the girl who bought me the drums, coincidentally, um, at one point I told you about it. She took a shower in my bathroom and does, she told me that she turned all the lights <laughs> off. Turned, turned <laughs> I remember the story. Turned all the hot water up as hot as she could make it. Barely turned on any cold water. And she goes, I know that when you take a shower, you don't like for the water to be too hot. So I made it hot and it scalded my skin. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I made a terrible mistake, dude. <laughs> when they start carving their name into, and I, you know, I'm the opposite of this lady because the number one complaint I get from people I date is that I don't call, I don't text. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought you would just know that I wanted to go out again and show Same up. Same story as yesterday. What do you want to hear? Well, the only time that you really call is when you're bored. That's literally the only time that I get a phone Traffic's call. Traffic's bad. If you know you're going to be in traffic for like 45 minutes to an hour. I'll get a call from Kenny and we'll talk about all kinds of shit. It's usually because I'm in a dead zone <laughs> and I can't get uh, my, my streaming music to work. <laughs> well, the streaming music thing's not a perfect plan, is it? So Very rarely does it happen. So you've never had a girl that went this crazy after you and you and her. Oh no, I had a crazy. Remember 420 party? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about after social media and shit oh, like just that, where one, she's like, just date? blown you the fuck up like that. Like one date where she went the fuck went absolutely crazy afterwards. Uh, no, I've had a couple get really mad after I let them give me a blowjob and I didn't talk to them anymore. That just makes you an asshole. I had one. Uh, I did. Hey, don't play the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> That's so fucking whatever. Like you never tried to get a shitty. Like you never tried. To, all right. So a girl's not good enough looking to like hook up with, but she's always good enough looking for a blowjob. I would never treat a woman like that in the Me Too era. Whatever. I've had plenty of chicks that tried to get me to eat them out, and they had no intention to let me stick it. I would never treat I understand. a woman like that. I never got pissed off about it. I didn't fall for it. I would I never really treat not. a woman like that because I respect women. Okay, Kenny. whatever. <laughs> You're like 21 years old. You do what you got to do. No, you definitely do what you got to do. They're doing I, what they got to do. You do what you got to do. I definitely had more than one moment where it was like, no, no, we are not having sex whatsoever. Now, if you choose to go down, that's on you. And I'm okay with that. Um, I you have say, had to uh, say the qualifications are totally different. <laughs> I've had girls that freaked out after we broke up and shit like that. I've had girls that, um, that it became a situation where it was like, you gotta go. Like, no, you usually, usually I'm getting my shit thrown out of the, like, that's what happened before I moved in. <laughs> well, you told us about your shit getting thrown out on the, yeah, uh, I think on the tell lawn us so and shit like witness. that. <laughs> yeah. I've never really had a, a breakup that was that ridiculous. I mean, I've had breakups where like it, it just, it didn't take where you had to keep on telling I've the girl. Plenty like, of those too. Yeah. It was like, um, you, you can't come back here. You're not allowed back here at my house. We, we broke up. 
No, I want to come in there and talk to you. No, that's not how breaking up works. When I break up with you, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You need to get the fuck out. And then we would end up talking for 45 minutes on my doorstep. And I'm like, how the fuck did you do this? You need to get the fuck out of here. That's because you fall for that shit. No, it's not that I fall for that shit. I'm a nice person, Kenny. You're just not a nice person. You're not a nice person if you're just playing up to their need that you have no intention of fulfilling. No. I had this one girl I tried to date. She was a stripper. He was just and, trying to get some more drums. Well, she no. She came over to my house to hang out and shit like that. And I went to the restroom, and she was sitting out in the living room with Paul. And mm-hmm. when I come back out, um, this was like the second time we'd ever been out. And when I come back out of the bathroom, Paul gets up and walks off. And she looks over at me and goes, oh, my God. Your roommate just totally hit on me. I was like, okay. Paul's kind of a scumbag. That's just what he does. I mean, did, did it offend you or anything like that? She goes, you're not going to go say anything to him? I was like, um, I, I didn't think we were engaged or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, he, he's an asshole who always, and like, she lost her fucking mind on me. And like, for the next three days, she would call me and bitch me out that the, uh, I wasn't more outraged that her roommate or that my roommate had hit on her. And I was like, babe, I literally just met you like two dates ago. Okay. I don't even I mean, know you. You probably should have whooped his ass. Up. I shouldn't whoop his ass. He was paying rent, dude. She didn't even go down or anything. There was nothing happening oh, between you weren't her fucking and I. Yet? No, she was a girl that I'd gone out with twice. We met on the internet. We were going out with, we we're still, still doing pretty the underhanded of it. We trying to hit on her. Oh dude, he fucking hit on Nikki too. And she told me about it later. And I was like, Paul, you can't hit on my, my girl, dude. That, that's not cool. Like at this point, I'll actually like her. So you can't hit on her. And uh, she looked she at me was, and goes, no, she was uh, way too cool about that whole situation i'm with her you you pussed out i didn't puss out did i he paid rent i i didn't get shit from her nothing she was a crazy chick it was fucking bipolar like one day she was on top of the world it's not about the girl that's what you don't understand that's how why he took advantage of you for so long that's why you don't get it what about the girl it's about you he should be hitting on a girl that you had over there no he should have been hitting on a girl i didn't get told about all this shit until like two years afterwards that's why he's a criminal See, at the time when she told me, I didn't. Yeah, he is a criminal locked up in jail for fucking, what was he, uh, manufacturing? Because he was making dabs. Making dabs at his house. You know, where there could be an explosion, but there was a child there. That's fine. I wonder if it's his kid or a stepkid. Probably a stepkid because I bet his sperm's all fucked up. <laughs> it's like steering itself away <laughs> from the egg. It's you can't see where the egg is because it's cross eyed. <laughs> <laughs> our, our friend Paul is cross eyed, by the way. And kind of a hunchback. Dude, he's a terrible, like, he told, uh, when my wife told me about it, she didn't tell me about it that night, or like, right when it happened, she told me about it that night, and she goes, no, no, you have nothing to worry about. I threw Paul out of my house after he tried to hook up with Carissa, and he looked at Ray like Ray was going to stop it because they all were in a band together, and Ray was like, no, he pays rent here, you have to go. Now you see why I told that chick that, like, okay, Paul's an asshole, that's just what he does. Like, at the time, I didn't think, like, he was actually hitting on her, like he was going to fuck her. I thought it was just, like, flirting or some shit like that, but Ray, he paid rent. I wasn't fucking Ray's girlfriend, <laughs> or he trying to fuck Ray's girlfriend. He wasn't trying to fuck my girlfriend, he was just flirting with her, at least that's what I thought at the time. Now, later on, I found out that he was actively like, trying to fuck every girl tried, I brought yes, over. Yes, correct, you pussy ass. Well, I didn't find that out until like because you were looking the other way, on purpose because you didn't want to have conflict with somebody you live with. Take notes, Christopher. <laughs> this isn't about me, sir. Okay, <laughs> this isn't about me. It was about you. You tried to make it not about you, and that's how you got taken advantage of. I feel like there was a win-win-win situation. I just couldn't find it. It was good having him cooking though. 
Cooking is a bitch. I don't like cooking. I'm good at it, and I don't really like doing it. I like cooking. I just don't like the time it takes. If I could take, I like every cooking recipe. when I'm in the mood. But I hate when I come home and I'm tired from work, and I'm like, ah, cooking's not nearly this cool right now. That's when you wish you Shut had up, the Gordon fucking Ramsey. That's when you wish you had the fucking magic lamp and shit. You could be like, I wish I had a steak that was medium rare and mashed potatoes. Food replicators would be my number one thing for Star Trek. I wish was real. They just go to it and tell it what it wants, and it just replicates. How did we go from me being uh, not assertive enough? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. God damn it. Clever cook. Dude, I swear to God, I'm going to come across this table and slap you in the face, dude. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure when, but I know that at some point, Kenny is going to say something that's going to push me over the edge, and I'm finally just going to have to cut him. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we discuss the streaming music trend and how I finally joined the cult, and then, as usual, we take a left turn. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you like movie reviews? How about true crime stories, celebrity interviews, well, you won't get any of that here. I'm a stay-at-home dad with four boys and a night job. I don't have time for all that crap. What I do have time for is browsing the web for weird and idiotic news stories. Then I bring my favorites to you every week along with my own weird life lessons and favorite podcast recommendations because, hey, sharing is caring, right? So subscribe to Odd Dad Out in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or your favorite podcatcher. And follow me on Twitter at Odd Dad Out and add a little weird to your day. It's all about money, boys! Have you ever been sitting around and said, man, I wish there was more now that I'm older than just the one episode I get every week? Well, now you're in luck. If you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, you're going to get stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? How the fuck have you been preparing your whole life for a woman to attack you with a samurai sword? Who prepares for that? trying to train a cat army. Jesus, dude, you cannot have a cat army and fucking firearm safety. Dude, shut up. (laughs) Okay. We don't need this about in public right now. So be sure to go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, contribute up to the $10 level, and when we drop Patreon-exclusive content, you'll get to hear it every single week. And remember, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Thanks a lot. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too. Because I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. Hi, I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. And we are the guys from That Film Stew. Do you like movie reviews and want to keep up to date with the latest in movie and TV news? Then That Film Stew is the podcast for you. Join us every two weeks for some good times, laughs, and firm opinions on the things we love. That's right. There's a new podcast released every two weeks on iTunes and SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. Or head to our website, thatfilmsyoupodcast.weebly.com. That Films You Podcast. Listen, comment, follow, share. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Do the mean face, then do the happy face. Do the double slappy face. All right, uh, let's do some vowels to get our uh, get our cords loosened up. Ready to go? Oh, you. I'm fucking with you. What are you doing? <laughs> I know my vowels, bitch. Uh, I know grammar. <laughs> if you did, I wouldn't have to correct you on fucking Facebook all the time. I said I know it. I said practice it. Yeah, apparently. So today, I decided to, out of the goodness of my heart. To bring over some some refreshments for Kenny today, I got uh, 
honey roasted peanuts. I got salted peanuts. I got some water for both of us. Here's the water. Hear that? You got sparkling water. This big old doofus. <laughs> I'm not a doofus, okay? I thought I would get us something that's a uh, little more refreshing. What so- happened when you open your sparkling water? It's <laughs> contrary to you not being a doofus. <laughs> so... Typically, when you get a bottle of water, you open it, and then you just immediately start drinking because there's no carbonation. (laughs) Today, I had carried all the sparkling waters in a bag, and as soon as I set it on the table, sparkling water was suddenly all over me, all over the table, Uh, all over the computer. He squirted himself awesomely, (laughs) and then he tried to use my toilet paper, which I hid ahead of time. You didn't hide your toilet paper. You just don't have any in the bathroom. Let's be honest. No, I have it hidden because I buy the good toilet paper, and people around here try to steal it. People around here. I get the stuff that has aloe vera in it. And vitamin E. You have a, you have a very <laughs> sensitive butt. I have an older butt, and when you get older, you can't have no 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 trails. <laughs> oh my behind. god, dude! You can't have no goddamn leftovers in there. You gotta get that shit out of there. I can't deal with itchy asshole at this age. Wow, I, dude! I can barely deal with my cat. I can't deal with that aggravation on top of him. So, yeah, I came over here and I wanted to get something to wipe up all this goddamn sparkling water off the computer and off of me and shit like that. And Kenny's like, there's nothing here. I'm like, what, what like, kind take of off fucking your, savage? Take, take off your shirt. Use what? that. Yeah, so I ended up having to use his shirt to wipe off the computer. Don't use and wipe my off shirt. The I already asshole. did. So, so uh, bitch. one of the things that I did recently, which was um, kind of an eye-opener for me, was me and my wife had decided we were going to subscribe to uh, Spotify. and I like Spotify. I've got it. So she starts getting on it, and she spent years cultivating this Pandora playlist that she has. Thank you, Jack. Welcome to the conversation. Um, She spent years cultivating a playlist on Pandora, and it's like perfect. Every time she puts it in, it plays the music that she wants. So she goes over to Spotify, and she has it for like two weeks, and she's like, man, fuck Spotify. I hate Spotify compared to Pandora. Pandora knows all my music. It knows how to play mine. And I'm like, you know, Pandora has the same exact service that Spotify does. It's the same cost and everything. And she's like, Oh my God, let's just switch over to that. So suddenly she was doing the Spotify uh, experiment. I hadn't even done anything with the streaming music yet. I was still just listening to shit that would come through Pandora for free. And then my music that's on my phone. And as soon as I subscribe to it, I'm like, Oh my God, you mean I can just play whatever I want whenever I want. It's like, it's like going into the record store when you used to have like turtles and blockbuster music and shit like that. And just walking out with CDs. It's like BitTorrent, but not illegal and not like exactly. you don't have to give your computer HIV to get it. <laughs> you don't have to fuck up your hard drive and any hard drive that <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Your computer now has hepatitis C. Ah <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Everyone who's downloaded any music. Everything's got a yellow tip. Any movies, <laughs> anything. Like immediately afterwards, your computer gets a little pirate on it and starts laughing at you to say, ha you have a fucking virus now. So yeah, I got uh, I got the streaming music. Now you work for the internet mafia. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I needed the, I needed that album. So, uh, yeah. So now I have the streaming music and shit like that. And I just it's opened my eyes to the fact that like if I want to listen to Pink, I can listen to Pink. Yeah, if I want to listen to Metallica, would have been just as good if like you know she had spent time on it like she had for two years with. But at the same time, as an adult, do you really have as much time to give to that kind of shit when you get a whole new service? Say it changes hard. If you if you're gonna get to one, you know, I start with Spotify, so that's what I use. Yeah, well, we've always had Pandora, so you can suck it as far as I'm concerned. Okay, where Pandora I don't use the radio version of, of Spotify. I always have a playlist. Well, I've started cultivating my own playlist now that I have streaming music, but it's so weird to me because as a kid, I remember having a box of tapes that I drove around with. 
when I very first started driving, when I got my 76 Nova, I drove around with a box of cassette tapes and we would listen to Rage Against the Machine. You almost died every time you changed the tape. Oh, yeah. Back then, our priorities were so fucked up. Well, music was way more important than making that right turn. (laughs) (laughs) Paying attention to what was happening around you. Shane still sometimes is like that, actually. I don't want to talk about it, Kenny. Okay. I do. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. You just ride with me and shut up. Okay. If you get in my car, you just shut your fucking mouth and be happy you got there safely. I have to pull over. Why? Because this playlist is over. We can't go like 34 <laughs> seconds. I have to readjust the playlist. Okay. Or I'll just start fixing it on my phone. And Kenny's like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> well, my life don't mean shit, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So yeah, um, going through and like listening to the playlist and shit like that, I've started like cultivating my own music and being able to put my own stuff together. But I remember having a box of tapes and then it grew into having like that booklet that everybody had with all the original CDs you had. And then, oh my God, when we got the ability to burn our own CDs and shit, it was a whole new world. As soon as you had the ability to burn music. Do you remember that though? Like suddenly everybody had that uh, CD case that was just those yeah, silver and then, discs. And then you found out that the cheap ass disc you can buy at home don't don't last nearly as long. <laughs> no, they get one scratch on them and they're fucked up for the rest of their life. But it's so weird to see us go from like I remember getting the original iPod that had like eight gigs on it total and putting like two thousand songs on it, and being like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I bought a hard drive the other day. It has four terabytes. Four terabytes. There was a time when. Your computer had to be the size of your house to have four terabytes <laughs> of information. Way big. There was a time when that was a warehouse. Exactly. And now you can fucking put that shit on a keychain. Right. It's crazy. It's fucking 24 kind of shit. Like, I, it just blows me away that people aren't breaking into places and stealing government secrets with these little fucking uh, flash drives we have now, like a lot more often than they are. Like, when I was a kid, I thought quicksand was going to be the big problem. Nowadays, it looks like the big problem is going to be flash drives. Yeah, well, quicksand was awfully uh, misrepresented. In our childhood, it's like a credible threat. <laughs> I've actually come across quicksand. You'd have to be kind of stupid to fall into it. We had like a, uh, a pipe or something that had burst under this construction site. And we were like construction site rats over at my side of town before I started. <laughs> the rich kids who didn't have problems? Well, we were middle class, not rich. Let's be clear. Real okay. rich kids had like stuff to do. We, <laughs> Our like, parents were just like, like leave, cocaine and shit. leave, don't come back before dark. I don't think they were doing cocaine when they were like 12. I, I well, do. some of them might have been. I do. I think a lot of them were. Maybe. They are probably doing Adderall. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> They're crushing up their ads. So you guys were juvenile <laughs> delinquents that were breaking into no, construction No, we weren't breaking sites. into them. Was, we, we were skateboard kids, so there was always good shit to fuck around with with your skateboard. There were always like good things you could make ramps out of and shit. So there was also a lot of nails and shit like that because I remember every time we would break into a construction site, which don't get it twisted. Me and my little brother broke into tons of construction sites as well and stole shit out of them to go build ramps with. But every time my mom would be like, there's a ton of shit there that will cut you up if we you go in there. We just skated right there. We never even stole anything. Well, we that's just... what I'm saying. It's like we would go in and like grab a board. And Plus like... it was fresh asphalt. It was easier to skate on because they just paved the road. But well, anyway, we're talking about way crazy stuff. I'm talking about seeing the goddamn – I got fucking real life experience for the goddamn quicksand here. Okay. So apparently one of the new new water lines they put in must have burst underground because there was like a sink pit right there off the side of the road. Okay. It was full of like sand, but you could tell. Like, <laughs> sand wasn't like the sand 
around it. Let me ask, did you guys immediately start finding stuff to throw into it? Oh, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I know that is because there were some apartments when my mom and dad first got together, we had the exact same thing. It was one of those drainage <laughs> ditches where like all the drainage from all the different apartments and like they had the different levels with like some of them being higher elevation and shit. They all had the pipes that ran down into this one little reservoir. And every time it would rain, we would go back there and find the biggest rocks we could and just watch this big, thick, soupy mud slap up off of it and shit like that. And my thought was, dude, if one of us falls in here, this is going to be on the news. We're dead. <laughs> one of us is going to die right here on the news. It was totally like there was no resistance. Stuff. It was more like water that was being because we had a constant updraft. I think it made it look sandy, but you wouldn't you wouldn't get out of there. No, it would have been the fucking scene from. Um, uh, what's that movie fucking uh, blazing saddles and shit like that where they're just going down slowly and it's like uh get the cart out we need that <laughs> can y'all help with the cart fuck the cart <laughs> but the next day they were they came out there and they dug a huge asshole to fix it it was awesome and then we had a whole big fucking mound of dirt to play on this is like we were like nine and ten so i mean it's like we weren't like into like stealing shit yet that was like work <laughs> we were just we were just fucking rats we were just running around seeing what was up i get that because when we were um climbing on the tractors and shit when i was about <laughs> nine or ten my um the pastor they lived like one neighborhood over from us so i would ride my bike up to their house and we had to ride through a junkyard to get back where we were going and it was legit like one of those things from like a stand by me kind of movie where everybody's did, like did the pastor ever and- like pat you on the leg in an uncomfortable way no, no, it was not that kind of a situation, Kenny. I'm just wondering I don't know why he had tr- you up in his house. <laughs> no, the pastor's son lived up there, and I would go uh, and hang out with him. Did he ever touch you on the leg? No. You know, what, the, what is your obsession <laughs> with people touching me so, on the leg, So sir? you only touch Steven on the leg. <laughs> <laughs> only every now and then. To touch him in his no-no place. <laughs> my little brother loves to talk about his no-no place. Just remember that, folks. <laughs> but anyway, I would drive uh, drive my bike up to the fucking uh, – up through the junkyard and shit like that. And we wouldn't steal anything. Now, if it would have been you know, 13, 14-year-old Shane and Steven, we would have been stealing all kinds of shit out of there to go tra- take and build our clubhouse with or some shit like that. Because when you get past about 9 or 10, 9 or 10, I think, is kind of the cutoff for being innocent. Why would you bother to build a clubhouse in an apartment complex? <laughs> I mean, well, some other kid's just going to fuck it up. No, we had a trailer, and there were plenty of oh, spaces. in the trailer years. Yeah, this is the trailer park days, and there was like little pockets in the trailer park where like old trailers would sit, and they wouldn't do anything with them, so the backyards would grow up. And in our minds, that meant that it was free land, and we could go put our <laughs> clubhouse there, and we were going to have our own government and shit like that. <laughs> And we claim this land. Obviously, I would be the president of the new trailer park, Landia. Shane, always power hungry. No, I'm not always power hungry. It's just that I have the charisma be, to be appointed as a leader. Uh-huh. That's that's how it would work. I think you would be a good enforcer. If, I would uh, totally we be living. a good enforcer, but not for a guy who brings me sparkling water. <laughs> You'd be lucky you got sparkling water under my rule, sir. That's, that's, not a, that's not a good co- campaign statement. <laughs> You'd be lucky to have water. If I'm the le- I mean, what I meant to say was well, um, lots of water. <laughs> I'm just saying that if it were my rule and this was like the Mad Max world, I would definitely withhold the water from you. Sparkling or otherwise, sir. So getting back to the whole. So unrefreshing. <laughs> Sparkling water is always, every time you get it, one of those things where you think, this is going to be really good when I drink it. And it never is. It never is. This is like the third time I've tried this experiment, and I'm just going to give up on it. I'll be honest with you. Kenny got a lemon water. I got a black cherry water. Both of them just taste like LaCroix. 
which is code for ass. So, well, Lacroix worse. <laughs> Lacroix way worse. Like it's they like make that shit nasty on purpose or something. <laughs> use douche. <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> I'm never drinking Lacroix again. I tried it once. I wanted to throw that can at the person that gave it to you. Like, Motherfucker. You thought this would be right. Oh, my. Because the very first time I tried Lacroix, I took a big drink of it. I was hot as fuck. And somebody was like, you want something to drink? It was like a situation like that. I was mad pissed off about the results. It was a lemon lime. And I'm thinking it's going to be like Sprite. Like, you know, the... um. Like Dr. Thunder and shit like that. What kind of miserable human being likes the I mean, you have to be a fucking fucked up person to like that shit. (laughs) But I was thinking it was one of those fucking like Sam's Colas or some shit like that. Like I was going to drink and it was going to be like Sprite. So I take a big big ass drink. Big K it is not. Yeah, I take a big ass drink out of it. I'm like, oh God, what is this? It's horrible. What did you do? (laughs) LaCroix is one of the worst things that's ever happened to soft drinks. And I think calling it a soft drink is an insult to soft drinks everywhere. It's not a soft drink. It's a stab you in the throat drink it's kind of like calling bud light beer if you ask me it's it's like no it, it's relative to beer but it's not really a beer anymore and LaCroix bud, bud is not light, a soft I think drink it's far more popular than LaCroix <laughs> it's like calling like I don't know natural ice <laughs> beer which you know half the redneck population gets by with natural ice they love that shit I don't know, man. I, I, any of that shit doesn't touch my lips anymore. Like, if I'm going to drink beer, I'm going to invest some time and some money to go get some real beer. I'm not going to grab the... I don't drink beer, period. Beer yeah, because you're a woman. That's no, basically what it scotch. comes down to. I drink scotch. Here. It's true. I drink scotch, not beer. Beer is gross. Beer is not gross. You just don't Never have the palate for it. You, you, you carbonate inappropriate things. <laughs> First the water, <laughs> now your booze. Why is it inappropriate to carbonate my booze? What's wrong with that? Because it's not scotch. Dude, every uh, every spirit. now and then you can have tequila. <laughs> so that's the only thing that's acceptable is scotch or tequila. Yes. So I can't drink any beer anymore. I have to completely just give on it up. On a really extended policy, you could probably put vodka back on the list, but vodka has been blackballed for quite some time. Vodka's kind of been appropriated for women. Um, through yeah, that's the, a ladies' uh, drink. Through Sex point. in the City, I think it's it's yeah. become appropriated for women. And they and they can have the vodka, and we'll keep the scotch. I think bourbon is a good bridge. Between the ladies' drinks and the guys' Bourbon's drinks? Bourbon is just second-grade scotch. I don't think it's second-grade scotch. I think some scotches are amazing, and some scotches taste like something that I would pull the paint off the side of my house with. That's just because you're unrefined. No, it's not because I'm unrefined. It's because and it tastes like something that would pull the paint off my fucking house. There's also times that I've taken drinks of fucking um, moonshine that people have brought me and been like, dude, this moonshine is so good, and as it goes down, it feels like my fucking throat is on fire. And I'm like, man, fuck you for even suggesting Honestly, this. Honestly, no alcohol is really all that great. Being drunk is just not a pleasant feeling. It's It has its moments. When you're in a social situation and everybody's having a good time, right, see, then it can have, be fun. I don't have those times anymore because I hate people. Yeah, I it's noticed. freed me of my alcohol problems. Smoke a lot more weed. Yeah, I noticed that you did too. And honestly, um, me and the listeners have been uh, meaning to talk to you about this. You can both kiss my wife. We want to find out if you'd be willing to accept the help that we're presenting today. Negative. Um, we've I, already like got, being, <laughs> I like being a, a antisocial asshole. That's we've got a 90-day program that's uh, scheduled for you that's going to get you off of all the drugs. Um, I, got, I got a 90-day program to shove up your rotundo. What? Trying to think of a non-PC word for asshole. <laughs> You could have gone with arse. Oh, I kind of like rotundo. I think I'm going to own that one because nobody uses it yet. Well, up your rotundo. On that terrible ending, we're going to end this clip, guys. I'm really sorry that it took a nosedive. Like that. <laughs> that's a, that's our opinion on streaming music. <laughs> oh, 
Johnny, I apologize. I forgot you were there. You may go now. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. So we're going to end this conversation right there. I don't know what Sean about. your podcast. There's totally a podcast. You're on the podcast right now. Get out of my fucking chair! It's time for who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Me? I'm giving away free money. And where is the Batman? He's at home. Washing his tights. 